0: You're listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast, your primary source of information related to the hospitality industry in Washington State.
1: Welcome to the CEO Podcast with Washington Hospitality Association President and CEO Anthony Anton. This month, Anthony welcomes John Meyer, the CEO of EarnWest, our partner in WorkSafe. The two discuss the Stay at Work program, the most common injuries in hospitality, and how to change the culture of your business to include safety. You can find links to the programs and items mentioned in this podcast in the show notes. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at podcast at wahhospitality.org. Thank you to our sponsors, Hospitality Health Insurance and Earn West. And now here's Anthony.
2: Hey,
3: happy start of school year, everybody. Can you believe the big months of summer are now behind us? It really feels like the start of fall with me, with just a little bit cooler and kids being back in school and big vacations being over. It really feels like the true turn of the season for me. Um, I don't know how you feel. I hope your summer was spectacular. I hope you felt like we're finally getting that whatever the start of the decade was behind us. And uh, you're moving forward. So, welcome to the September CEO podcast. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, this is where I hope to get you up to speed on a couple of the key things going on in the industry and in the association. And if you know uh, the association well, you'll realize that we try to do four things for the industry. And so, I'll cover one in each area. We try to provide an ROI to your membership through great programs, we try to be your primary source of information and really uh, make sure that you know where to go when you have questions and can and get the information you need to run your business. We want to protect and enhance the business climate through our government affairs team. And we want to illuminate career pathways, uh, really give today's workforce an inspired look at our industry and coming to work for us. Let me let me start with that one right there, since I opened with school and some other things. It is the first day of school. You are readjusting workloads and otherwise. Uh, it's also the time of year where we're looking for pro start mentors. If this is the chance for you to adopt your local high school culinary program and go in there a couple times a year and talk about your business, maybe you give a tour. I mean, you can be a mentor in a ton of different ways from maybe just one hour in the remainder of this year to something that's more significant and more engaged. Um, not only is it good for the workforce and inspire people to come into our workforce, also gives you an insight to, to 20 to 40 kids who are looking to work in culinary, because I'm guessing you might have a couple job openings. And this will give you a chance to get the inside track on some of the kids. So if you're interested in being a mentor, check out the link in the podcast notes and or email us at podcast at org and say, I'd like to be a mentor, and then we'll take it from there. We are also on the government affairs side, starting to set our legislative agenda for next year. If you have a big opinion and my guess is you're in the industry, so you have a couple of big opinions, get to these regional meetings when they're when they're in your area and say these are the priorities I really would like the association to work on to see where they're going to be at. Uh, again, the link is in uh, the podcast notes or, if you're driving, you can just simply email us later and, and ask podcast at org. Send me information on my local regional meeting for government affairs uh, so we can set our legislative agenda. While you're driving around, if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're not driving any by any wildfires. My wife and family uh, drove back from Eastern Washington this weekend and drove through a couple of hot spots uh, on their way back from actually Eastern Oregon. We recognize this is a wild timeframe. And so take a look at our wildfire toolkit, And that will be linked in the podcast notes that is out there to help you kind of manage if something's in your area, what are the resources and other things you need to be aware of. And while you're looking at toolkits, we got a brand new uh, sustainability one called going green. Give us your feedback on that. What's it missing? What would be helpful? So two new information toolkits to help you move forward. And lastly, for many of you, September and October is uh, when you start getting bids on your insurance. Help us help you get competitive bids. Talk to your territory manager about getting a competitive bid for business insurance or your health care insurance. Or again, if you don't know who your territory manager is, just email us at podcast at wahospitality.org and ask us, hey, I'd like to get a, an insurance bid and make sure I'm getting competitive pricing, and we will help you out and get that going. We're really proud of both those programs. They've grown a lot this year. We know where the puck is going on healthcare and business insurance for our industry. And I think that's well-suited for the future, which is why it is growing. Speaking of ROI programs, I'm excited to welcome our guest after the break, John Meyer. John is the CEO of Earn West, our partner in keeping workplaces safe in Washington. And yes, when you get a big check from retro from your retro program, it's part of that as well. We've been doing some cutting edge work on return to work and other things to make our places safer and keep your workforce engaged and get you bigger checks and lower workers' comp taxes. We're going to talk a little bit about what you can do uh, moving into the holiday season and in the next year to lower your workers' comp taxes and to hope make the places even safer for your workers. With that, we'll go to break and be right back with John.
1: Thank you to our sponsor, Hospitality Health Insurance. Hospitality Health Insurance, formerly known as Hit, is the exclusive benefits trust for employers and employees who work in the hospitality industry. Hospitality Health Insurance leverages the group buying power of the Washington Hospitality Association. To negotiate and deliver affordable, flexible insurance offerings with statewide coverage. This episode is also sponsored by Earn West. Earn West has helped Washington Hospitality WorkSafe members save money and navigate Washington's workers' compensation since 2012.
3: Welcome back from break. I'm really excited to have one of our best partners in in the industry with us today, John Meyer, the CEO of, of earn West. And if you don't know what that means, but you get a big retro check work, safe check each December from the association that's because of all of John's hard work and a lot of the stuff that you've done to make sure that John's work is worthwhile. So, you know, it as our retro program, Uh, we call it our work safe program for years. Before I really was all over the place saying that people join the Association for Primary Source, ROI, a great business climate through our government affairs, and really illuminating career pathways for success, many of you would refer to us as the Retro Association. And, and that program continues to do well, has evolved. If you're listening for the first time and you're not aware of our workers' comp program before I introduce John. Functionally, Washington, of course we do. We do it different than 48 other states in that rather than allowing private industry to have private workers' comp insurance, the state doesn't allow that. But what they do allow is trade associations to help manage workplaces and make them safer. And if we can be safer than the streets, we get money back. So I like to think of it as a gamble. And I'm sure John is in the other booth rolling his eyes like you poor, non-expert, You know what you're talking about, but I like to think of it as the gamble, is that, hey, we're going to work with you to make your place safer. And if we can lower your history and beat the average of the street, we can get you a great refund back. And if we work with everyone who wants to be safer, at some point, your taxes are going to be so much lower than everyone else, you're going to have a competitive advantage. And, of course, we also have a great workforce then who cares about us, who's gone less, that lowers our turnover lowers distraction from mission. So there's a lot of reasons to be involved in our WorkSafe program. John, thanks for making it work. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Great to be here, Anthony. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a great pleasure to be able to talk with you and, uh, and, and and talk with your members.
3: As I gave my layman's explanation of what the WorkSafe retro program is, is there anything that made you gulp and, 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 and jumping in to correct me here that would be more accurate?
2: No, not really. I mean, really, the the you know the thing with retro. I mean, it, it's it's a well, maybe not a bet. I, I I would say if it's a bet, it's a very well managed bet. So 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 good odds. But really, the you know what we try to do with the retro program, the way the program works, is really, you know, we you know you get you compare the losses that you have against the premium you pay, and if you have if you have less losses than premium, the association gets a refund, and members get a refund. The way that you really control, you know, the way that you manage that risk and the way that you manage those odds is having a good safety program in place. And when, you know, something slips through that that safety program's safety net and an injury occurs, that you manage that claim the best that you can using, you know, w- within L&I. And what that typically means is making sure that someone is, you know, someone doesn't miss work. Basically, in the workers' comp realm, Having an employee away from work because of a workplace injury is the is the single worst thing that can happen. It costs you as the employer the most, it costs the employee the most, and it costs the association's retro program the most.
3: A couple of key terms I always try to educate people when it comes is what is your mod? And the reason is because again, it's you're making this bet different than other states, your base rate is set on the industry or our categories average. And then the safer you are, you're a percentage lower than that average, or you're a percentage higher than that average. But this is not just you versus you, this is you versus the average, and then how much percentage lower or higher you pay. And so if your mod is is really high, then that tells you that the the average of the industry is doing better than you and they're paying lower taxes. And let us help you lower that. And if your odd is low, how do we keep it low so you keep that competitive advantage? Is there anything there I'd say you you would redirect or clarify?
2: Well, the, the thing I would clarify is that you're, you're exactly. I mean, you're exactly right. But your modifier, like you said, your mod, it's a multiplier. So you know, you, you, when when you think about that, if you're, you know, if your mod is is you know the the, the multiplier starts at one and it, it, it is average for the industry, and if it's above one, you know, let's say it's one point one. Then your, the rates that you pay for every employee for every hour they work is going to be 10% higher than, in, than than on average your competitor. And if you look at the retro program uh, for the hospitality association, I haven't looked at this number in the last in the last few months, but I believe the association's average ret, uh, mod is around is is right about 0. 0.9. So even in the case that I just gave you, it's it's more, you know, if your experience mods, you know, one point one, you're almost twenty percent higher.
3: Average person involved in our program is saving how much over their competitor for workers comp? How much what percentage is that?
2: Um, it's about it's about 10% than the than the the mod of one. Yeah.
3: See, and and, and I think that's where the people think of the check. And I love I love signing in those retro checks. I love giving them to you. I love the calls I get to say thanks so much, they came in. But what what you and I are really trying to do is have you not pay that money in to begin with and get you a mod of what's the lowest mod you can
2: have point so if it 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 kind of depends on the size of the company and then on average, I, you, you know don't want to get, average average. yeah don't want to get too far into the weeds, but really you know the the lowest that you that you can get is is about a point six. there's some large companies that can get lower than that, but really there's 0. 0.6 is about what you would expect as low. So let's just say
3: to give you room to have natural air, if we can get everybody to a 0. 0.7 and I can make you 30% cheaper than your industry, then that's better than the check in the end. That's exactly
2: right. You're paying less.
3: And that's our goal. And then our goal is to keep you there because what you don't want to do is set your menu prices, set your expectations, set your your budget with the, the owners of your hotel property at at one and then have that number jump on you. But I think the exciting news, a couple of different things. One is we've been trying to experiment about how to better beat the streets. And we've been piloting a stay at work reimbursement program that it's got its first round of results in. So, can John, can you talk a little bit about what we're seeing out of that program and why this fat Greek guy is so excited?
2: <laughs> sure. Sure. So yeah, we're really excited about what the association's done. Um and you know, the actually the Department of Labor and Industries, maybe all of you who watch Mariners games uh on TV, you've seen like the Stay at Work program commercial that L&I runs and and it's a, and what we've done and what the association has had really the foresight to do on this and I think it's it actually is really it's a special thing that the association is doing for its members so L&I has this this program that they'll reimburse you basically half of an injured worker's wages if you bring them back to light duty work and that's a you know that's a great benefit but that's through L&I what the association decided to do was it's such a big deal for both you as an employer and for the association and the retro program they stepped up and said you know what We're going to match that reimbursement amount, so that if you have, you know, if for some reason the safety program that you have operating has failed and someone gets injured bad enough to be taken off of work, if you're willing to bring that person back to modified work, L and I is going to pay you half of their wages when you bring them back to work, and the association is going to pay the other half. Now they're going to be that's for a limited period of time, but it's that's it's almost free labor, and that's a big deal. The reason why we do that is because this, when, it, when someone gets, gets hurt and they get separated from the workplace, the worst thing that can happen is that they're separated from the workplace for a long period of time because two things happen. The injured employee gets used to being off of work. You know how hard it is to come back from vacation sometimes, right? I'm an employer too. You start thinking, what are they doing off of work? Why are they off of work so long? So you start losing trust. And that starts to build a really bad claim. So the association has had the foresight to say, hey, we want to help stop that. We're going to match what L&I is doing for you. And we're going to give you a period of time where, heck, you can bring people back to work to work almost for free.
3: And the results of that, I know, but you know, this is your work and the team's work. The results of that pilot have been what?
2: You know, the, I think what we've seen so far is that the amount of money that L&I has paid for injured workers being off of work is down close to 40%. Great. Close to
3: 40%. And this is yeah. why the fat Greek guy is all excited. Because <laughs> there's two major drivers to your costs, right? Yep. This is, this is one of the big ones It's not the injury per se, which is also can be a driver. It's the home, not getting back to work. Yeah. 40% of that.
2: And I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into the weeds for a second, and you guys can edit me out when I you know if I if I go too far into the weeds here. But it's 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 even better than that, Anthony. <laughs> so what happens is if you're an employer in Washington State and you and you don't have a claim where someone's off of work and gets a time loss payment for a period of three years, you get a special discount on your experience month.
3: I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. So it you know it drops it a little bit extra. But the thing is, as soon as the first dollar of time loss is paid, you lose that discount. So your rates can go up 25% plus in a year. So you really want to keep someone back at work. You want to keep, you know, you want to keep them in the workforce. And this program really helps because L&I is paying half of the freight and the association is paying half of the freight on, on behalf of you, the, the member.
3: I realize this is counterintuitive to the average operator that I'm going to bring someone back to work to save more money.
2: But we're seeing it. That's that's exactly that's exactly what you're seeing. And on top of that, what's even better when you bring someone back to work as the employer? One, you're maintaining the employment relationship with them, which is really important because I, you know, it's not easy to find people out there these days. So you want to keep your workforce as intact as you possibly can. But here's the other thing: is you know, if someone, if you have an injured employee that's off of work and they're getting paid for being away from work, and you're down a person and you're struggling to, you know, fill that. And you know you're wondering what that person is doing when they're off of work, and you, you start getting a little bit frustrated. You know when you bring them back to work, you see how they're doing, and you see you know their improvement, or if you don't see them improving, you can have some feedback with them. You actually get a little bit of control over the claim. If you let, if you let someone stay at home, you're giving all of the control of managing that claim to l and I. And you know what? That's not that, that, that you, alone. right. That <laughs> but, is not what you want to do.
3: But well, let's build on that, but it's also that multiplier, yeah. right? The reason right. we hold all our team accountable is so the other team knows that they're going to be held accountable too. So yep. what you don't want to do, how many times have we seen one person get a massive claim or something else and all of a sudden climbs, claims generally spike in a company? If they're seeing people right back to work, right back there, they're building trust. And if they're staying at home and, and trust is getting lost. Inevitably that person has a couple of friends in the company. Now you're starting to split up your team. So there is there's multipliers beyond just the pure savings here that we should consider.
2: It's a, it's exactly right. I mean, it is, I mean, it is, it's the it's really the 101 of workforce management when it comes to to workers comp.
3: Well, well, you and I could talk about this at length, but I think it's just the innovative ways that we are constantly trying to improve, get better, and and thanks to your team. And if you want to, if you're not in the, in the workers comp program and you want to be email us at podcast at wahospitality.org or contact your T, your territory manager. But we talk about one major cost. Let's talk about the other, which is, which is the injury.
0: Yeah.
3: And we're a little bit different than other industries in that the bulk of our injury costs all come out of one area, which, which area is that. And what are the two or three best things we can do to prevent that in 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 your average hostility location
2: i'm going to build on that a little bit i'm going to expand it just slightly because i i think i, I think there are there are probably three things that are worth talking about there One you know one if you're if you're talking about restaurants there are two types of injuries that occur really frequently one are cuts and one are slips and falls slips and falls are the are the more important of those two and the reason for that is that they're more expensive claims you can understand why when someone slips and falls in the workplace they typically sustain multiple injuries because when you fall you don't fall on one body part you fall on your entire body um and you end up with multiple injuries the you know and and I know this sounds really basic and and really silly but the single most effective thing that you can have in place well let, let me let me do two things good housekeeping i mean it it's it's making sure that you're mopping up spills. It's making sure that you're that that you know in the you know back of the house areas you're cleaning and 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 keeping you know grease buildup off the floors, those types of things, keeping trip hazards out of the way. And here's the thing: non-slip shoes. And this and I know everybody says, oh yeah, we require non-slip shoes. Do you know what? How often do you check whether your employees are wearing non-slip shoes when they come to work? Do you check it every day? Because if you don't, they're not doing it. I'm just, I'm just here to tell you that's what's going on. So, you know, housekeeping, non-slip shoe policy, and you've got to enforce it. I'll tell you a little story. I was talking with the person that's responsible for corporate safety at McDonald's, and 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 we were talking about ways to reduce injuries. And what he said was, you know what? The best thing that I ever did was I required all of my stores to provide workers with non-slip shoes. So for the for the employer to buy them, or in that case their restaurant to buy them, because that was the only way he could get the managers at the restaurants to buy into I'm 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 ex- I have this expense. I'm going to make sure people are using it correctly. You know, it was the one thing that he said really worked across their their corporate locations. So there's an idea for that. On the other hand, for the hoteliers out there. You know, the, the injury that we see most frequently are overexertion injuries for housekeepers. And that's the other area where we do see a significant number of, of injuries and the most expensive injuries occur. That's a really tough one because you know the the you have know, the housekeepers that are working, you know, individually, you know, throughout, you know, throughout the property. Um and, and really the 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 ways to, to reduce those types of injuries are actually communication. And it's making sure that that the individuals in those positions are doing their job as they're instructed to do in a safe manner and, you know, that that they're not hurrying too much. And I know that sounds really weird. I mean, we want people to get, you know, we want people to be able to get through their work as quickly as possible. But I'm telling you, people get injured because they're they're going too fast because they want to do a good job, you know, they're, but they're, you know, they're trying to get through their work and that's what, you know, that's what causes some of the injuries, their minds not on what they're doing. Or you know that they don't feel good, you know you you run into those types of things. So really, it's a it's a communication and management of the of that kind of activity that reduces those types of injuries. I
3: I think those are both wise, and and I think on both of them, let's not forget about culture. Yes, well, uh, and 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 the slips and falls and, and keeping things up to, to speed, and on the reminding of communication, reinforcing communication, rewarding positive follow through on the communication. I know that's management one-on-one, but these things have big impacts.
2: So, and I'll tell you this because I, if any of my safety people are listening to this podcast there that, you know, if I didn't say this, they'd, 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 they'd call me up right away. One of the big trainings that they do is, is supervising for safety. And it's because simply if your supervisors have not bought into your safety program and are not enforcing it, you do not have a safety program, period, no matter what you think you have. If your supervisors are not actively managing it, you don't have one.
3: Do we have materials that help people learn how to supervise for safety?
2: You have you have a lot of safety materials. There are a lot of safety materials built, um, and we do we actually do a we do a webinar pretty regularly on supervising for safety. So so that's definitely something to look for.
3: Well, John, you and I could talk about this stuff for a long time. I I love when people are passionate about what they do. I always said find what you're passionate about and do that because then you're not working. And yes, there is someone passionate about workplace safety and mods who cares about you, who wants to make workplace safer. And I'm so excited that person is our partner and you, John, and your team at Earn West. So is there any final thoughts you want to leave for the industry uh, before we let them go into September and, 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 and do all their back to school and football business?
2: you know i think you know i think the, the the thing that i would say and and i'm i'm ripping this off from somebody man i think i jotted it down here i'm going to try to do it justice so so this isn't original but it's 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 basically that if your safety program fails and an injury occurs what you need to do the the, the most important thing is keeping that injured employee as close to the workplace as you possibly can you know it demonstrates that you care about them as a person It does all sorts of things for you as an employer in terms of keeping your work, you know, keeping your workforce intact, have a great safety program, but understand if that fails that you've got to keep your employee and injured employees close to the workplace as you can.
3: Well said That's probably why our pilot around stay at work reimbursement program is going so well. And we're going to continue to work on that and thanks for that innovation and everything else you do to learn more about workplace safety our program or any of the other things I said in the beginning of the show, from being a Pro start mentor to getting quotes on some of our other programs and the Government Affairs Regionals, look in the podcast notes or email us at podcast at org. It truly is an honor to serve you as passionate about John is about workplace safety. I'm passionate about your business and your workforce, and our team is too. So thanks for allowing us to do so. Have a great September, and I will hear you in October.
1: Thanks again to our sponsors, Hospitality Health Insurance and Earn West. Join us next month when Anthony welcomes gubernatorial candidate, Senator Mark Mullet. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast. Make sure to visit our website